You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Reminder to join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sakima and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis on the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app. On today's show, legendary writer John Grisham will join the show. He's got a new basketball book out called Suli. We will touch on that, and we'll get some of his favorite SEC memories from his time growing up in SEC country. Remember, he went to Mississippi State, Ole Miss Law School. We'll talk about that. Also, we will go around the conference. ESPN dropping Alabama from the top of their offseason power rankings. I'll tell you who they put into their, their spot. And Auburn... Getting criticized over a social media post will tell you where they may have gone wrong. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. So ESPN has updated its off-season football power rankings and the national reigning national champs, Alabama. They've been knocked from the top spot. In ESPN's updated off-season power rankings, Oklahoma is now the number one team in the country. They move Alabama down to number two. Georgia comes in at number three. Clemson, number four. And Ohio State rounds out the top five. Other SEC teams in the rankings, they've got Texas A&M at number 7. Florida comes in at number 17. Ole Miss, number 19, surprisingly. LSU at number 20. And that is the uh, SEC teams ranked. But uh, some people are very interested in LSU all the way at 20. The Tigers aren't even the highest-ranked team from the state of Louisiana. They actually have Louisiana Lafayette coming in at number 16. Sticking with some SEC football news, Texas A&M, their defensive backfield, will be losing a little bit of depth as senior Trevon Fuller has entered the transfer portal. They played four seasons for the Aggies, but with the NCAA giving everybody a free season of eligibility, he will have one year remaining. 24-7 Sports first reported Fuller's decision to enter the portal due to the fact he would be a super senior in 2021. If he decides to pull his name from the transfer portal and play for AM, he would not account count against the program's 85 scholarship limit. For his career, he has registered 21 tackles and one defended pass. The Auburn Tigers are taking some heat for posting a graphic on their social media. I, I gotta be honest, when I first saw the graphic, I was taken back a little bit. The graphic featured the likes of Matthew Stafford, Todd Gurley, A.J. Green, and I'm going, wait a minute. I know those guys played at Georgia, not Auburn. What am I missing here? Well, basically, Auburn had a little bit of a disappointing showing in the 2021 NFL Draft. Just four total selections, none within the first two rounds. So an idea to showcase the achievements of Brian Harson's staff, you would think would be a good one, as 10 assistant coaches on the Plains have won a total of 30 conference championships, coached in 82 bowl games, have won over 150 year, or have over 150 years of college coaching experience, and Auburn wanted to highlight that. However, in the graphic, they included all players that this coaching staff has coached in all their different stops. It just felt weird because it had an Auburn background to it with Auburn logos all over it. 
So they took a lot of heat on social media. I don't think it's that crazy, but if you're going to use a graphic from the official Auburn account with Auburn text and graphics, you might want to just keep that to guys who went to Auburn, not trying to showcase guys who played at other schools under the current coaching staff. Sticking with Auburn, defensive back Chris Thompson has announced he is on the move after just one season at Auburn. Thompson appeared in six games for Auburn last year after uh, appearing in the 2020 Under Armour All-American Bowl. The uh, latest trend of guys moving out of Auburn began with uh, defensive lineman Jaron Handy and Jay Hardy entering the portal and then quarterback Jail Garnett and now defensive back Chris Thompson entering the transfer portal at Auburn. And one more note on Auburn, a lot of Auburn stuff today. How far can $91 million stretch your program? Well, based on the latest video that the Auburn uh, Twitter account released from their new football complex, the school is getting the most for that price tag on the planes. Auburn currently does not have a football-only complex, but that will be changing in 2022 as the school will debut its 233,000-square-foot performance center scheduled to open next year it's spread out over 12 acres on the auburn campus and will include the team's new locker room new weight room new players lounge meeting rooms barbershop a pair of recording studios and even a flight simulator maybe a little bit over the top but that's how you do recruiting in 2021 over at arkansas in sec hoops news eric musselman's arkansas staff has had a little bit of a turnover yesterday we told you former cal state fullerton associate head coach Gus Arganal uh, was hired by the Hogs. Now they will have another opening to fill, according to a report from John Rothstein. Associate head coach David Patrick will be joining Porter Moser's staff over at Oklahoma. Patrick joined Arkansas prior to last season. He had previously been the head coach at UC Riverside. And the Razorbacks in basketball, they've had a busy week. Justin Smith declared for the NBA draft, as was expected. Then the Hogs announced... They released JUCO signee Akol Mawain, I think is how you say it, from his national letter of intent. And now a rising senior forward, Abayomi Iola, I think. <laughs> Struggle with these names. He came to Arkansas two years ago from Stetson. He tweeted out yesterday he is entering transfer portal. So a lot of guys on the move uh, at Arkansas as Coach Eric Musselman tries to reload and take another shot at the, a Sweet 16 run. And over at Georgia, Tom Crane's Georgia program, they landed a big pickup as junior college All-American Dalen Rignall announced his commitment to the Bulldogs as a Kansas City native coming to Georgia via Cowley College. He does not currently have a ranking on 24-7 sports, but uh, Dogs 24-7 reports that he averaged over 21 points and 12.8 rebounds per game. Keep in mind, that's at junior college, but uh, seems like a player. His commitment gives Georgia a total of four new additions to their team this offseason. I'm telling you right now, the SEC hoops next year is just going to look completely different from what we saw this year. It's going to be all new players. Coaches will largely be the same, but man, it is going to be a. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see the different rosters coming up next season, and that is around the conference. Coming up next, really excited about this interview. The great, best, you know, one of the best writers of all time, John Grisham. Is going to join us coming up next. We'll talk about his new book, Suli, as well as his time in the SEC growing up. That's next, John Grisham. Locked on SEC, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings 
that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They are the perfect way to bring light into our life, and they are available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. You just search the words 10 by 10 and this collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. Go check them out right now, BlueNile.com. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They will not be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 It's T-E-N by T-E-N, only at BlueNile.com. Built Bar, still the best-tasting protein bar ever, and still the best alternative for you guys if you're looking for a delicious treat in the afternoons or after workout or in the evenings. They go fine any time of the day. Do you know Built Bar, they have nine delicious flavors, including some limited-time flavors that come and go. But when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about what their favorites are. I tell you guys all the time, I like the mint brownie. I like the cookies and cream. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors well, well, you are missing out. There is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. I always recommend that to anybody where you'll get two of each of their main nine flavors. But not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors, they up it even more. They go up to 18 grams of protein. Order today, and you can get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like at BuiltBar.com. And a quick reminder, before Mother's Day coming up, if you don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day, most moms I know love Built Bar. You can send her a box, and you're sure to be her favorite, at least for a while, until you get her her next box of Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Really honored to have this guy on. I just need to say the name, and you know who exactly I'm talking about. The one and only John Grisham, a time to kill, the firm, the client, the Pelican Brief. The the list goes on and on and on. He's got a new book out called Suli, a sports book, but I'd imagine even if you're not a sports fan, you will enjoy this book. And uh, he joins us now. Mr. Grisham, how are you, sir? Hey, Chris, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? We're doing good. Look, uh, obviously, we have a large sports audience here all across the South. Um, and, you know, it was an amazing season for the SEC with several teams making deep runs in the SEC in the NCAA tournament. But your new book, Suli, a great story about this uh, this young man who comes over from Sudan to play basketball in America. Uh, my initial question when, when I started reading this is, what was your inspiration to, to write this story? Several uh, inspirations, one of which was just love of the game. We're, we're rabid uh, college basketball fans. We were in Houston for the Final Four, uh, I think 2017. We were there with the Tar Heels. My wife's a Tar Heel fan. And we were there when uh, Villanova beat uh, Carolina on a last-second shot. Great game. That was, our, I think, our last trip to Houston. So we, we go to uh, – we watch a lot of UVA games here at home in Charlottesville. We go to Chapel Hill for a lot of games down there. We follow the ACC uh, basketball. It's, it's the best in the country, we think. And so when March Madness rolls around, we, uh, 
you know, we get excited like everybody else about the tournament. And so uh, that that was one inspiration. Again, just the, the, the being a fan. Um, I read a magazine article uh, a couple years ago, three years ago, about a, a summer team of 17-year-old kids from South Sudan who came to the U.S. for a showcase tournament playing teams from around the world. And uh, the article was about how these South Sudanese kids took over the tournament <laughs> and slaughtered everybody from around the world. <laughs> and they became the darlings of the fans because they were they played with such enthusiasm and big smiles and fantastic athletes. And it was a really fun story about these kids. And I think that was probably the original inspiration. I've been looking for you know, a basketball novel for a long time. I've written two football books and a baseball book, and, and I love those sports, too. I, I played them as a kid, but uh, I was, I've was i been looking for the basketball novel for a long time. It's interesting, and, and like you mentioned, you, you have written a couple of sports books before, but uh, the thing that stands stood out to me in this book is, you know, your very in-depth descriptions of the games and, and scoring and things like that. Were you ever a sports writer in school coming up? Well, I don't believe all that stuff, first of all. I, I, I make all of it up, okay? Uh, look, I'm a fiction writer, okay? I can you know, make stuff up. Uh, I know the game fairly well, you know, as a, as a pretty good fan. Um, I played high school basketball uh, back in a long time ago, back when it was a very different game. And I knew it well enough to play and start on a team and all that. But I, I realized years ago that when you get into you know your competitive college sports, uh, the, the games are a lot more complicated than the average fan realizes. And uh, and so I, I didn't want to get too deep in the research uh, for basketball because most fans don't really care about that. You know how, how you switch defenses in a split second, how you call offensive plays, how you how you watch the other team's substitutions and, and how you sub based on what they're about to do and just all that stuff that goes on in a two-hour basketball game, I'm fascinated by it. And I talked to some coaches and, and some players who um, you know, know it uh, intimately and, and, and know the game and was able to get enough information from them to be able to I think, satisfy the readers and convince people like you that I really know what I'm talking about when I don't. <laughs> Yeah, my, my favorite part on, on the jacket of the book, uh, you have a picture of yourself in high school playing basketball, and underneath it says, the author in high school, he went unnoticed by college recruiters. I think that's very funny. But uh, I don't know. I don't know where they were. I, I don't know. I kept waiting for the recruiters to show up. They never found our driveway, and I, no, no one recruited me. That that photograph, by the way, is me as a junior in high school, the point guard on a bad team. That team won one and lost twenty four. And the problem was the the whole team was coming back next year, and I just couldn't go through it again. I, I, I quit the game at the age of sixteen, and nobody cared. That's a, it's, a, it's a good move to retire at, at a young age. Uh, talking with John Grisham, you, you grew up in the South, attended Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Do you have a favorite sports memory from your time growing up in the South? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest memory, uh, well, a couple, but one in, about basketball. When I was 13 years old, I went back and checked today, February the 24th of 1968, Pistol Pete and LSU came to Oxford to play Ole Miss. And when Pistol Pete, as a freshman, couldn't play with the varsity, uh, but for his three years as a varsity player, he averaged 40 points a game, and he was a legend. Wherever he played in the SEC or anywhere, the arena was going to be packed. You couldn't get a ticket. People were hanging from the rafters. They were clogged in the eye. You couldn't get in to watch Pistol Pete anywhere in the, in the SEC. And our coach somehow got a, uh, my seventh-grade basketball team, the coach, somehow got us tickets, and we went to Oxford and watched uh, Pistol Pete play Ole Miss, 
He scored 40 points with two men hanging all over him, and we were just mesmerized. And from that point, from that point on, I was going to be Pistol Johnny, and my buddy was Pistol Billy, and Pistol Tommy, and Pistol Ricky. You know how that goes. We were all going to be Pistol Pete. We had the we had the baggy socks and bushy hair, and you know, dribble behind our back, and all that kind of stuff. And that was my big memory. <laughs> Pistol Grisham sounds like an awesome name for a character. If you're ever looking for one, more with John Grisham right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. I keep telling you guys, baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action online at betonline.ag. we got tons of sports action going on. Of course, the NFL draft at Kentucky Derby were last weekend, but got tons of baseball action. we got the NBA playoffs winding down, only a handful of games left for most teams, and then we'll be into the playoffs, and then the real betting can begin. Get all the latest news, odds, and info For your sporting news, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, whatever it is, and head over to betonline.ag. You can do so on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. And when you head over there and you sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game now. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. We're along here, locked on SEC, and a real special treat today, catching up with one of the greatest authors of all time, if not the greatest uh, name of our generation, John Grisham, when it comes to uh, fiction writers, continuing our conversation with John Grisham. John, I know you're you're over there in ACC country now, but um, you know college baseball just seems to get bigger and bigger. I know years ago you you voiced uh, or wrote a piece for uh, Duty Noble Field over at Mississippi State, but do you still keep an eye on uh, college baseball? Because man, it seems like all across the South, it feels like the SEC has had you know ten different teams ranked in the top ten this year. Obviously, Virginia's got a a powerhouse up there, but how much do you keep up with college baseball these days? Every week, uh, every week, I, I look at the schedules. I keep up with. Uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and, and really the, the other uh, SEC schools. Uh, Texas cracked the top five last week. Uh, they're hot. Uh, A&M is way down. Uh, but, yeah I, yeah, I watch it. I've been to Omaha a bunch of times. Uh, we were there. My son played. My son uh, was a scholarship baseball player uh, at UVA and uh, play, played, didn't play much and quit when he was a sophomore, but he's a big baseball fan. So we went to Omaha when UVA won the national title in 2015, I've been there several times with uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State uh, going back 20 years. And so, uh, to me, the College World Series is uh, just a great sporting event. It's probably my favorite after March Madness. (laughs) A few more with uh, the great John Grisham. Uh, How much has writing changed for you throughout the years? Because I imagine it started on a a typewriter back in the day, but now, I mean, you could literally write a book on your iPhone. Uh, how, How has the writing process changed for you over time? Well, I can go back before the typewriter. I wrote the first two books in longhand, <laughs> and uh, uh, a time to kill in the firm on legal pads. Wow! Uh, I was a lawyer, and I kept the legal pad in my briefcase. And if I ever had a few you know, minutes, I would try to write a little bit. Uh, in 1989 or so, 88, I bought one of the uh, first generation 
Olivetti word processors with uh, a little screen on it in memory, and that was pure magic because you could you could you could save it, edit it, all that. That was you know back in the caveman days. But uh, now it's all uh, you know it's a fancy uh, Apple rig with a keyboard and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But but the, I don't think you know I don't think my writing has changed. I, it, it, if my writing has changed or my style has changed over the years, it was not deliberate. I've, I've done nothing that I, I can remember changing the way I write or what I write about. And uh, so uh, to me, it's it's still the same. Uh, last thing for you, my wife, every time we go on vacation, typically to the beach, she always has to have a book or two. And sometimes books get the title, though, this is a good beach book. In your mind, is that a derogatory term, beach book? I love that term, uh, and, and your wife obviously is very intelligent. Uh, if she reads Grisham, uh, you know, I, uh, it does, doesn't bother me at all. When the firm came out in 30 years ago, uh, the reviews were mixed. The, the serious critics, you know, of course, didn't like it. It was too popular. Uh, some of the other critics said nice things about it, but one guy called it a. Uh, he said this is going to be a big summer beach book. I thought that was a compliment, and I, I said, yeah, I want, I want to, <laughs> I'll kill for a big summer beach book. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> it's got to be so weird, too. I mean, over the years, you've done book signings, I'm sure, and now, like, do people just bring their Kindle up? Hey, can you sign my Kindle? Like, it's very weird how things have gone digitally, you know? Uh, I've, I've yet to sign a Kindle. I don't do a lot of public <laughs> book signings anymore because, uh, for a lot of reasons, I, I stopped doing those years ago, but... Um, no, I've, ne- I've yet to sign. I haven't thought about that. I've not signed a Kindle or, or an iPhone yet. I've signed uh, a, a, a several ca- broken leg cast, arm cast, plaster cast. I signed a dirty diaper one time. On oh gosh! Uh, I signed a lady's breast one time. I won't tell that story. But uh, yeah, I've signed some weird stuff. The great John Grisham. Uh, the new book Suli is available now. I've, I've actually seen uh, TV commercials for it, so um, it's uh, it's out there and, and definitely available to be had. And I think for our audience, a sports audience, a must own. But I can imagine even if you're not a sports fan, you'll enjoy this one as well, right? I hope so. I sure <laughs> hope so. I hope the marketing is working. I hope the ads are working. <laughs> Mr. Christian, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Good luck to you. Sir. All right. Thank you so much. That's the great uh, John Grisham there uh, joining us on uh, Locked on SEC. And uh, tremendous to uh, catch up with him. One of the greats and uh, obviously – Great to hear his stories of, uh, you know, seeing Pistol Pete back in the uh, the old days of SEC basketball. And you heard him right there, still a, a big college baseball fan and says the, the College World Series is still his uh, favorite sporting event out there. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate John Grisham for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Continue to update you on the latest things around the Southeastern Conference. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so already on Locked On SEC. You can always find us, too, at LockedOnSEC.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked On SEC.